0: Greetings in Jesus' name this morning to each one here this morning, the one that gave his all so that we can have a life. What a blessing. I hope you can see me better than I can see you. Some of y'all back there, my, my glasses must be a little cloudy, uh, you're a little blurred, but God bless you for coming, glad to see you here, to recognize what family you're in. And it's a real blessing that uh, we can meet and worship together. And, you know, as a speaker, I don't know if you've been a speaker, but it's, it's kind of, you look for uh, confirmations at the Lord's edge, okay? And I felt like I prayed much about what I should preach this morning. And the Lord, I felt that me very distinctly. And if it didn't abundantly clear that's true, uh, it's just amazing. It's just amazing how the Holy Spirit works. And so, Brother Robert, Brother... Maybe I appreciate y'all's thoughts and you'll understand here after a while why I'm saying this because it connects very well with the message this morning. It's a message I think that us as Christians can revel in and enjoy and it can speak to the needs of the ones that aren't living that type of life. So for starting passage and text, I'd like us to look at John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Words of Jesus. Uh, you know, I think sometimes I don't I don't speak enough about what Jesus said, but this morning we want to look at what Jesus has said and what he has to offer. John 3, verse 1. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, the same came to Jesus by night, and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou dost except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The said, said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water, of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh that which is born of the Spirit, is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. And so, here we see that Nicodemus knew he had a need. And even though he was a Pharisee, and Pharisees were good, they strived to be doing things right to the letter, he still knew there was something missing. And that's... uh, is the first criteria of making a significant change in anybody's life, knowing that there is a need. And uh, everyone that has a sin problem in their life has a deep and great and dire need. What a privilege to have the words of Jesus to give us direction for us as needy people. We can be born again. What a tremendous blessing. Now Jesus answered the scribes and Pharisees well they wondered why he ate with the common folk, where he said in Luke five. Thirty one and thirty two he said, and Jesus answered and said unto them, They that are whole need no physician, but they that are sick I come to call not to call the righteous, but the sinners re, to, to repentance. And that's interesting that Jesus said that. Because actually, the scribes and Pharisees, they they saw themselves as very righteous. But you know what? They needed Jesus. But he said, look, you know what? The fact is still today, he said, I'm not calling righteous. I'm calling those that are sinners to repentance. And I praise God when we give a message on the new birth. it It is praiseworthy and thankworthy to the Christian. They say, thank you, Jesus, that I'm born again in you. And I can live that life. So it's not never to disturb the saint, but it's to make everyone think you know do i do I do what's right look what's right, but I have something inside that is not right that can happen it happens, you know, or am I being spoken to by the spirit, and he's calling me, and I'm saying no, but I've justified it. And I'm saying no. But, you know, I know there needs to be there's something better. And I want that in my heart. And Jesus saying it's me, Jesus. Jesus is the answer. And I want to say up front here that we are very thankful that young children are safe in the arms of Jesus. We're so thankful. So this message isn't to disturb the young children in the Lord to be following Jesus. It's the ones that are of age of accountability, and they know that Jesus is speaking to them, but they're saying no. It's to them. It's to the ones that that might be here. And God forbid, but it can be. It can happen to, all, and it does happen to all of us that we're covered up something, or we're struggling with some habit, and we're you know what? We just can't quite get over. It. And Jesus says, "Look, come in repentance. Come and sorry for your sin. And guess what? I can give you cleansing." I can cleanse your life. I can give you peace again. Yes, the scripture makes it abundantly clear. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every last one of us. There comes the age of Calabria. We have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the only reason why we're on this earth is to give back glory. That's the only reason why we're here. What a tremendous blessing to realize that we as mortal beings as sinful as we were born with, that sinful nature, that we can give our heart to Jesus, repent of our sin, and we can bring God glory because we're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Yep, We can praise the Lord for that. That is everything. Yes, the scripture also says, All we like sheep that gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way. Yes, that's the way we are without Jesus. First John 1 8 also says, If you say you have no sin, we receive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Interesting thought. You say you haven't sinned. You saying you better think again. We're all born with that nature, and we need to have cleansing of that nature. So we're born with a sinful heart condition, and if we're not taking care of it, and you know you should have, I want to tell you this message this morning is to give you an opportunity to come to Jesus, and that's what He wants. You know, sin is more than committing certain acts of uh, uh, acts that you know are wrong. Sin is a heart condition, and that's what makes it so serious. It's like, well, I just slipped up and told a lie. I just slipped up and was mean. I slipped up and I I just got caught in this habit. No, it's a condition. It is when when we're willing to do that time after time. God cares. No reasonable person wants to live uh, this with this burden all their life, the burden of sin, yes, it's the most important decision you'll make in your life. And that's the title of message, the most important decision. Because, friends, you shouldn't worry about your vocation. You shouldn't worry about where you're going to live. You shouldn't worry about whether you're going to get married or not. Any major decision, nothing pales in relationship to the most important decision you'll make. Everything pales. Everything pales, And you should never make any major decision without Jesus in your life. It's critical. Oh, what a tremendous blessing. Christians have Jesus. And it's a tremendous blessing. Now, it was plainly spoken in, in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy 30, I'd like to read a few verses there. 30 verses 15 to 19. This breeze sure makes it comfortable, doesn't it? But it makes it a little bit of an interesting struggle, didn't it, Brother Alan? <laughs> uh, Deuteronomy thirty, turning in at verse fifteen where it says, See and this was this is after Horb after the Ten Commandments and they and they're going to the land uh and they're um, and and Moses had something to say to them before they entered the land and he said something that I think he wants us to think about today. See? I have set before thee this day, life and good, death and evil. And they always go together. Life in Jesus is a good life. Even with all its struggles and warfare, it's a good life. It beats the other life all to pieces. Amen? Yes. But there are other ways. You see, look, there's evil. They're doing what they want to do. And guess what? Death. Death. Plain. Plain. Jesus always wanted to make it plain, and it's clear. And so he goes on to say, In that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, and to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, and his statutes, and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land where thou goest to possess it. But if thy heart turn away so, away, excuse me, so that thou wilt not hear, but shall be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them. I denounce unto you or I announce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land where thou passest over Jordan to go to possess it. I call heaven and earth to record record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that thou mayest that that both thou and thy seed may live. How beautiful. That even thousands of years ago God cared that we choose life in Jesus. He cared about that. And he said, Look, you can you can have a good life. I will walk before you and now he'll walk in us with the body's Holy Spirit. And, and we have a companion. And he says, But you know what? Many people don't choose that. And he said, look, we always have a choice. We have it when we come to the age of accountability. And you know what? We have it every time we are faced with temptation. We're tempted to give in. We're starting to make the same choice again. Again. You know, he said, you can choose evil, but it's death. And he said, but I don't want it that way. You know, I want to tell you, you can keep my statutes. You can love my word, and I'm going to be with you, and I'll bless you. And or you, um listen, I'm going to tell you, you're going to perish. You choose against me, you're going to perish. I made it very clear. And I thought that was interesting to hear he said this thing. I thank God that we live in a land of freedom where we can choose life and do it publicly. We can live that way. And we have a brotherhood that encourages us to live for him. And we don't have to live in sin. But we must face up to evil and sin in our lives to live in the way that it brings life in Jesus. So, the question is, have you faced your sinful condition? Have you faced up? Have you owned up? You know, in other words, if you have unconfessed sin in your life, Jesus says, choose me, repent and choose me. You know, you might say you didn't want it. And I think if we all had our own choice, we'd say we don't want it. <laughs> we wouldn't want to have a sinful nature. But you know what? You were born with it. And we're all born equal, just like Nicodemus. You know, uh, he had a heart condition, and he couldn't fix it all by himself. He needed to ask forgiveness, and he was one of us. He knew where to go. You know, He needed to go to Jesus for cleansing, and he did that. Proverbs twenty verse nine says Who can say I have my heart clean, I am pure from my sin'? It's a good question. You know who can say that? The one that is living openly and honestly before Jesus. <laughs> I thank God that we can as a Christian, you can say, Look, my sins, all my sins are are, are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And I've been open to his Holy Spirit's leading. I am open. I love his leading. When he speaks to me, I respond. I tell you, friends, that's a huge challenge. That's a huge challenge. It is so easy to tuck in and make excuses. That's a good question. And uh, it's one we have to think about a lot. I read a a number of years ago about a man that had a coat. And it was kind of an interesting-looking coat. <clears throat> and this coat had all kinds of uh, patches on the front of it. And uh, one time, and even a kind of interesting fellow, one time a neighbor had enough courage that said, what do all these patches represent on the, on your coat? He said, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, every one of these patches represent an offense or, or by somebody in my life. You're like, like what, sometime when the neighbor's cows got out and went through my garden. Yeah, you know, it made a big patch on there. Sometime uh, a neighbor they gossiped about me. You know, and, and that deserved another patch. And I I'm not sure what I always did. I can make up a bunch more. And uh and and he we had all kinds of patches and he said, Well, you know, uh what about that little patch on your back? Do you know what he said? He said, Oh, that's my sin and I can't see it Hmm. Isn't that the way it is? the way it is, a lot of times people say oh, that's my sin our sin we can't hardly see thank God for the Holy Spirit that helps us see our sin, I'm so glad for that where well, Nicodemus must have known that in Jesus lies the answer to the quest to be born again I understand you can drive down a road in Missouri this is in Virginia, Robert <laughs> And you will see a sign that says what? Hope just ahead. And wonderful? I'm telling you, friends, when we get you, I think we all have to acknowledge, and we have all that have come to each town you of know how it feels to live in condemnation under the weight of guilt. That's a terrible thing. But Jesus says, hope just ahead. Jesus is saying that if ever we need the message of hope, it's today. I'm telling you, friends, uh, this is hope way above COVID. Okay, this makes COVID look like a piece of cake, because they'll tell you if you're living in bondage or sin, it's way worse than living under the problem with COVID. By the way, and they are so glad that we, as Christians, can see Jesus working. He is our hope. He's our life. You know, if if would you plant a garden, ladies, if, if you wouldn't hope for harvest? I know some of you might, because it's so therapeutic, but most people wouldn't. If there's no hope of harvest, you know, um, would you cook a meal if there's no hope of eating it? I mean, you know, this might be a difference between women and men, but anyhow. Uh, aren't you glad when you get sick, there's hope that you're getting better? Aren't you glad? I'm really glad of that because a great physician is still at work. You know, would you start on a trip? across the United States, if you knew you'd never make it? you start on the trip, if you knew you'd never make it? You know what? Bow well into the person that's walking down this life no hope in Jesus. Hopeless. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. A song that relates to this. Read a couple of verses, oh, to have no Christ, no Saviour! How lonely life must be, like a sailor, lost and driven on a wide and shoreless sea, Oh, to have no Christ, no Saviour, no hand to clasp thine own, though though the dark, dark veil shatters, thou must press thy way alone. Now we pray thee come to Jesus, his pardoning love receive, for the Savior now is calling, and he bids thee turn and live. Oh, to have no hope in Jesus, no friend, no light in Jesus. Oh, to have no hope in Jesus, how dark this world must be. And those people, a lot of times, they accuse people or circumstances, all life is miserable. Friends, without Jesus, life always is miserable. It's just a condition, you know, and they might have some frivolous fun for a night or two, but Jesus gives us hope. We can have a bright today. He gives us a reason to smile. He gives you a reason to have joy and peace in your heart he is everything he gives fulfillment in life that's jesus that's what he does for us as believers and friends if you don't have it we can get it in jesus and i thank god for that because without him there's that condemnation there's that burden and we might skirt it we might make excuses but you know what it's always there and it's from jesus because he loves you and he's calling you to him because he loves you and he wants you to be his child, his faithful child. That no wonder it says in First Timothy one verse one, the Lord Jesus, which is our hope. Also, it says in Jeremiah seventeen seven, blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord is. I'm telling you, I'm so glad that us as Christians, our hope our, our, for a good day, our hope for our pathway today, and our hope for a bright future is in Jesus. And it's so amazing, it's so so wonderful to realize that we can have our sins beneath the blood of Jesus. We can be cleansed of our sins. We can have him with us. We can have him walk before us. And, he can, and he's with us to give us victory over our temptations and over our habits and, and temptations and trials. And at the end of the journey, guess what? Heaven. 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 Nobody wants to miss heaven. But if we don't walk the pathway, no, we won't get there. Praise God. It's just like, isn't it amazing? We get the best here and we get the best. You don't even compare. We get the other thing, it's worthwhile in eternity. Thank God. Revel in the blessing of following Jesus. Hope in Jesus. I tell you, that means everything to a Christian. You know, Those living in sin have no reason that's fulfillment and joy in life. They have no reason. Their life is empty. It says in Ephesians 2, verses 12 and 14, that at that time ye were without Christ, talking to the and believers before they accepted Jesus, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in this world. Now that is pretty naked okay, they were without Christ before they accepted Every last one of us were. Before we accepted Jesus, we were without Christ. And we, we can read the Bible and you know what? Jesus promises that he'll be with us and he'll never forsake us. He will give us victory. All those promises, they're not for us, they're for the believer. But he said, look, it can, it can be a better way. And worse. of all, he said, worst of all, if that isn't bad enough, you don't have any hope. You don't deserve any hope because you haven't chosen what's right. No hope And without God in this world, oh, deplorable condition. But he said, goes on, thank God for the rest of the verse. Verse 13, 14 says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes far off are made nigh by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one and broken down the middle wall of petition between us. Yes. Every last sinner gets alienated from the, from Jesus, the presence of Jesus. But he says, look, when we give our life to him, when we ask for forgiveness of our sins, whether initially or repeatedly since then, we can come back in a right relationship with him. He is our peace. He will give you peace. And you can be here this morning, you might be struggling with you. Jesus is your peace. He's the only way you can get peace. And I tell you, friends, I tell you, we can enjoy peace in Jesus. But I tell you, friends, it's a humble road. we got to walk his path. He is our peace by the blood of Jesus. When Jesus, when we ask for forgiveness of sins, we humbly to come to him. He is our peace. Even today. Friends, if you're struggling with peace today, Jesus is your peace. Hey, friends, that's a real blessing. You got it thank god And if you don't sell out everything to get it give everything to get it yeah he is our peace that makes all the difference in the world in the midst of an evil society it's a wonderful blessing for us to have our sins in the under the blood of Jesus you know it takes a good bit of humility to come to Jesus because basically you're acknowledging but you have a sin, you have a need, you have a sin need, and you're confessing that you have that need and you can't fix it yourself. And you know what? Man can never fix his own problems. Not the sin problem. Man cannot fix his own problems. Uh, you know, that you're confessing you have a sin problem, maybe your life is empty. It has problems, extra problems, your worries. You're so worried, so concerned. Jesus is your peace blindest person on the earth is one with an obvious need, a sin need, and he will not own up to it. blindest person on the earth is one that has a sin problem and won't own up to it. We don't have to, but we don't need to fall into that trap. We do not need to hide our sin. No wonder it says in Proverbs twenty-eight, thirteen: He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh, them shall have mercy. One of the main strengths of sin, sin has a strength in being habitual. It's a bondage, okay? I realize that. I think we need to realize that. But, one of the strengths of sin that is to make us continue in that bondage is when we hide it. We try to hide it. Sin loses a lot of its strength, not totally, but a lot of its strength when it's exposed. Okay? I mean. When you say, Yes, I have this problem. You know why AA has when they come to their meetings, well first thing you gotta say if you're an alcoholic, you come here and say, I am alcoholic. I understand that some I can say all but a number of those places, you have to say that every time you go to one of those meetings. You know why? You need to recognize where you are, where you've been. Yes. Maybe Jesus would be pleased if we would say, I am a sinner, saved by grace. I am a sinner saved by grace. yeah, it'd be good because we re- we're realizing that battlefield. We're realizing what's happening out there in that warfare. Yeah, because uh, that sin, Satan loves us to cover it up. You know, we live in that guilt. We have all just a little. We're covering up small blunders. Uh, we're just struggling a little bit. I hear people saying that. You find out what to are talking about. You're just all about living in sin. I, I struggle a little bit. They have bad attitudes, uh, they have little hankering, they have bad habits, they listen to bad music, and they don't seem to care. They don't seem to care. They read romantic things, novels, to feed the flesh, and it's sin, and they don't seem to care. They're hooked on electronics, social media, not hooked on Jesus. They love social media. They love games on there, and they don't seem to care. I'm telling you, friends, God cares about these things. God cares about these things because you can't do those, be hooked on things, be, be in habits of that nature, and follow Jesus. It won't work. It's why he, say, look, he said, look, I don't want you in bondage. I don't want you living in lust. Yeah, you know, they, they scroll down and... Oh, they're seeing things. you know, Oh, they didn't to go there. But you know what? The next time they go on the Internet, they scroll down there again. Yeah? It's not an accident when it's done a second time, is it? Hmm. They don't seem to care. But Jesus cares. See, I am want to tell you, friends, sin loses its strength when it's exposed. And say, look, I'm there. I'm there. I want to repent. I want to repent. But it's freedom. On bondage. There's people getting in bondage, and you know what? They're in bondage. They got it. And I tell you, they wake up with the thing in their hand, and they gotta have it all day. because they live without us. Friends, we can't live without Jesus. Amen. We need Him. And if we need Him, we need all. We need a lot more of the Word and doing His will than electronics. We gotta be very careful. I wonder how God views what's happening today. Yes, evil thoughts. Evil thoughts were being sorely tested. How is it with us? I thank God, regardless if you jumped in it intentionally, or if you slid in a little bit at a time, and you justified the whole way, you can repent. You can repent. Jesus can change. You, you can have another desire. You can be cleansed of those things. There's no habit or addiction or or dominating desire that isn't holy that Jesus will not forgive. We can thank God for that. Your sin is not too big, nor is it too little for Jesus to care about. So it brings us to the thought the power of Jesus to overcome. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now, now unto him that is able to do, and you know this verse, but we want to live here. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus said, look, I want to work in your life. I want to give you power. But you do that cleanse life when it's following him faithfully and diligently. Yes. This life that Jesus wants to clean up and bring peace brings fulfillment and joy. You know, I, I get the feeling sometimes when I talk to people that, well, they wouldn't want to give their heart to Jesus know they'd lose all their fun. Let me tell you, A person live in carnal or fleshly fine. Is living the ways of death. They're in bondage to Satan. But I praise God. There's another option, and He's you he, can say, "I have a problem. I want to be delivered of my bondage. I don't want to keep doing that." You know, it may I can justify the pathway, but I'm in a place I don't want to be. I know I'm in a living sin, and that's the first step. You can receive forgiveness of sins. You can have peace if we acknowledge we have sin. We do. How can I know I'm living in sin? How can you know that? Do you have a current, vibrant relationship with God? You love reading your word, the word. It speaks to you. That relationship, that vibrant relationship daily, is not just reading, it's all day, okay? Jesus, uh, the psalmist said, and I firmly believe in his people, they they meditate on his word day and night. That isn't some strange, weird uh, prophet like David. That is God's people today, how they live. And they do it that way. They love it that way. Their relationship, their prayer life is good. the reading the word is good. And you know what? How can you tell, have you repented since the last time you've sinned? Let's start of shaking, isn't it? Have, you, have we repented since the last time we've sinned? If we haven't, we're living in sin. Yeah, that, that's something to think about. Yeah. How can I respond? Still respond. But it is humbling. It takes a humility to do that because you're acknowledging that I got to depend on Jesus. Well, that, that's absolutely true. Yes, no one says in Romans 8, verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, praise God, what a contest. Not living in what I want to do, what I want to see. What, we're doing what Jesus wants us to do. So the question is, am I sensitive to sin? You are no, we are no more holy than we are sensitive to sin. And this day and age when see it all around us and lukewarmness, seems to be creeping inside the walls of the Anabaptist church. It is easy to be compromising and lukewarm and feel somehow justified. It's easy. I acknowledge that. No wonder says in First Peter, Peter 5, or 6 and 7, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares For you! And I thank God, everyone here this morning, wherever you're at in your Christian walk, whether you're vibrant with the Lord, lukewarm, or lost, Jesus cares for you. He loves you. And there's no, there is no more blessed thought, no more drawing thought than to say, than to know that Jesus loves you with every with every thought and attitude that he has. He loves you. He cares for you. And you can cast all that care on him. We do that by repentance. We do that by, by prayer, too. No wonder, in our text, Jesus made it an imperative to come to him for forgiveness and he said, Verily, verily I say to you, ye except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God, for when I say unto you, you thee, ye must be born again. God is faithful. And God calls us and he speaks to our hearts. Wherever whatever we're wherever we're at our pilgrimage, he still says, I want to live in you. I want to resign in you. I want to lead you. I don't want you to be lost. I don't want you to compromise. I don't want you to live in sin. Know what he says in Revelation 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. And he says that still thousands of years later. He says, look, I'm knocking. He says, I'm sure he's saying, I would love to open the door for you. It, but he says, you know what, it's your choice. But remember, you can choose life or you can choose death. And anybody that says no to Jesus, when he's speaking, is choosing death. They're choosing bondage. They're choosing misery. And Jesus says, I have a better way. Peace. Forgiveness. Fulfilling life everything, you can live for my glory. I will walk with you. Yes, we can say yes to Jesus. That's the wisest thing to do. So it's an opportunity we have today of living in the day of grace. Now what it says in First John uh, 1, verse 8 to 10, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and the word is not in us. So I'm so glad that even today, he's still calling, come to me. Yes, whether you're struggling in sin, or you're struggling with sin, and you're downhearted, you're lonely, you have addictions, you know you're compromising in some way in your life, and you know it's sin. And you know you're in bondage. You can't You can't quit it. You want to quit it, but you haven't been able to quit it. I tell you, thank God. He says, you come to me, and I can break all the strongholds of the devil. Jesus wants to do that, and he's pleased to do that. No wonder, he says, Come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus cares about your spiritual condition. Do you care? That's our heads for prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you for your loving call on our life. And Lord, we thank you for the many here that said yes in true repentance, said yes to you, cleanse me from sin. And you've done that. But Lord, we live in a world of temptation. We live in a world of bombardment on spiritual life. And we acknowledge that. And Lord, we just want to be victorious in Jesus. We thank you that you give us power to be victorious in you. So, Lord, I just pray you'll speak to our hearts, Lord, if there's anyone here that's living in knowing sin, Lord, I pray that they'll be humble enough to say yes to your call on their life. And, Lord, if there's anyone here that you've been speaking to and they haven't given their life to you, Lord, I just pray that they will be wise, And choose life, choose Jesus. Lord, stir us, walk among us, and help us be open and receptive to your call. In Jesus' name we pray,
1: amen.